the Unfiltered Faith Podcast with Marty and Molly. A couple's podcast where we aren't afraid to talk about the ups and downs of this Christian life we live. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back, everyone, to the Unfiltered Faith Podcast with Marty and Molly. I'm Molly. And I'm Marty. It's February, babe. And that means that we had every woman's favorite holiday, Valentine's Day. Is it every woman's favorite? Well, I think so. I'm not a woman, so I can't really say. Yeah, it's not my favorite. It's not your favorite? Well, if it was your favorite, what would be one of your favorite Valentine's Day treats? I mean, I have a favorite Valentine treat just because it's not my favorite holiday. My favorite Valentine treat is chocolate covered strawberries. Chocolate covered strawberries. Mm -hmm. Okay. Didn't get none this year, though. Well, that's because we were sick. Yeah. You know, we've had everything from the flu to COVID to seasonal allergies, but I didn't get pink eye, everything. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get my favorite Valentine's Day treat either. So don't feel bad. What's your favorite Valentine's treat? Uh, Ribeye steak. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're out of luck on that one because I don't don't cook that kind of stuff. Well, like we just said, we were dealing with sickness and everything and everyone in the house has been sick. So we really didn't get to do anything. Um, But you didn't get any flowers or anything either. No. But there's a reason behind that. I mean, is there a reason behind that? Yeah, and that's because you kill every plant in this house. We don't have any plants in this house. Exactly. So how do you know that I killed it? We have a cactus and it's still alive. <laughs> Thank goodness the cactus is still alive. I mean, that doesn't require a lot of I'm, attention. I don't though, even but, know if there's a way to kill a cactus, but I'm sure you could figure it out. But flowers, like fresh cut flowers... You have to, I mean, that's not even a fair comparison because that's completely different than a plant. Those Uh, are going to die in like a couple of days, depending on the type of flower. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, everything dies. And, you know, we also had to deal with a family funeral this month and all that. And, but on a lighter note, one of the things that we talked about during this time of dealing with this funeral is uh, we talked about what we want done when we pass. And one of the things that we talked about, and we were actually pretty serious about was cremation, Mm -hmm. but you had some random idea. Well, so yeah. So my, my grandpa passed away end of last month, unfortunately. So yeah, my, my thought process, cause you know, my thing is cremation for us. We've talked about it, you know, over, over the last several years with having, deaths and things and we just don't really want our children to see the last memory of us is you know seeing us laying a coffin like we just don't want that that's just just not our preference so anyhow I had mentioned to Marty the tree pod burial where you know you I think you are cremated like you're cremated you're you're put turned into like a tree pod and then you grow into a tree yeah I guess your ashes are just put in the dirt it's like environmentally friendly so yeah I think it's a great idea. However, I thought it was a bad idea because if I go first, she's just going to kill me again. Like (laughs) she does every other plant in this house. Well, he may just have to rely on the elements of nature because (laughs) we are going to look into that. Can't Can't rely rely on the elements elements of Molly. Molly. (laughs) 
So let's move on to something more positive here, babe. What are we talking about this month on on this episode of well, the like, podcast? Like you said, it's the month of February, and you know we did just celebrate Valentine's Day. I mean, not we didn't celebrate because we were sick, obviously, but we did hear all about love on everyone's Facebook. You know, so we want to take time to talk about love in a different way, and that's the love we share in having a Christ-centered marriage. Yeah. So I, I'm sure we have all been to a wedding or two um, in your life. Maybe you're married. Maybe you're single and you plan on getting married someday. But, you know, we've all heard preachers at weddings quote Ephesians 531. And that says, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. Or perhaps you've heard Ecclesiastes 412, though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. So, Understanding that, sadly, for some of us, uh, what we read in Mark 10, 9, since we're throwing scriptures out here, we read that Jesus said, therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. Now, sadly, that doesn't always hold true. And I'm not trying to say that God's word isn't true. You know, we absolutely know that it is. But some of us tend to get involved in relationships that aren't brought together by Christ, or we get into a relationship and we don't allow God to be in the center of that relationship. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, and I think too, you know, kind of backtracking on that a little bit, like even not just, you know, romantic relationships, marriage and, you know, just significant other, but even just like friendships, like, you know, a lot of people say they don't really have a good friendship with certain people because they don't, they live two completely different lives. And it's like, I question that. And we had a conversation not long ago about it. You know, is it that you live two different lifestyles or are you surrounding yourself with people that don't live that lifestyle? Yeah. I had a, I had a youth pastor that once said, he said, if you show me your friends, I'll show you your future. And and it's very, very true. And it's, again, it's all relationships. You know, you have to look at it from every angle. It's not necessarily, you know, you live two separate lives. Is that the life that you would prefer to live? Or are you just living that life? Because that's who you're surrounding yourself with, who it's, you know, it's convenience, it's comfortable, and you don't want to be out of your comfort zone around these people that you're surrounding yourself with. So I 100%, you know, that's just my, that's my thought process on it. But you know, it's comforting also knowing that God is at the center of your marriage. And even during uncomfortable discussions, hard times, times, God's still at the center of it. Yeah. I think like you said, in our marriage, our friendships, anything like that, it just gives you a little more of, I guess, if you want to call it that firm foundation, that strong footing, knowing that whatever you're involved in, your friendships, your marriage, your relationship, whatever it is, that Christ has got a place in the center of that. Mm -hmm. And and that, you know, the things you do with your friends or your significant other or anything reflect that. Um, We've got a lot of scripture this episode. This is really crazy, but it's okay. uh, You know, another one in first John four, eight, it says, he who does not love does not know God for God is love. So we titled this episode, what's love got to do with it? So what does love have to do with marriage and understanding in this that when we talk about love, we're talking about God. So what is some of the ways that we talk about keeping God in the center of our marriage? Yeah. So I think, you know, to understand that we have to kind of understand God's standard for marriage, which, you know, if you look at Ephesians 5.22 and 5.25, it says, wives, submit yourselves to your own husband as you do the Lord and husbands love your wives just as Christ loved the church. And I know that sounds simple, but what if it's not that simple? And honestly, to some people, it doesn't sound simple. 
I think a lot of times that context is kind of misconstrued and it's, it's not really about, you know, husbands controlling wives. I think people misconstrue maybe the word submissive. Um, it's not about like, you know, your husband controlling you. It's, it's about respect and, you know, supporting your spouse and your significant other. And it doesn't mean that your husband is in control of you uh, by any means, because, you know, the husband is the head of the household. It's, you know, God first, husband, then wife, then kids and everything else yeah. um, below that. You know, and, and love is a choice. I mean, I've, I think I might have a different opinion on that than a lot of people. I don't think a lot of people really agree with that. Um, I truly think we're both on the same page with that. You know, love is a choice and it's something, you know, you have to get up every day and decide, like you have to put in the work for it. You can't just, feelings come and go, yeah. you know, you're angry one minute, you're not angry the next. You think about love the same way, you know, that something you can't just think about love coming and going like you have to get up you don't get up every day and choose to be angry by no means but love you do have to put in the work in the marriage and you have to choose to love your spouse and you have to show the acts and so how do we put God in the center of our marriage well we've been talking about this over the last few weeks in in putting this episode together and we did some research and we looked online and we got into a bunch of uh, marital Christian-based marriage counseling type things and things like that. And uh, one of them that we pulled from, it, it gave us three ways that you can keep Christ in the center of your marriage or your relationship. So we're just going to touch on those real quick for this episode and and understand this isn't stuff that we just miraculously came up with. This is something that we've read mm-hmm. that we really liked and it, it helped us and we just want to share it with our listeners. Um, the first of those is to establish priorities based on God's word. So the Bible tells us, you know, that we're to love God first, like I said earlier, than our partners, than everything else. Um, God desires that we love him more than anything else. And it does take discipline, takes a lot of sacrifice. Uh, One of the best things to do is serve together. And if you're not using your gifts and talents to serve God, then it's not the center of your focus. And, you know, another unpopular opinion that I have, and I know, again, we've talked about it before, a good analogy that I've came across in the past is, you know, a lot of people, they don't look at it as, you know, their spouse comes first. It's, you know, my kids come first, my Mm -hmm. kids comes before anyone. And I just very, very strongly disagree with that. Uh, The analogy that I ran across once is, you know, God puts man and woman in the Garden of Eden. He didn't put parent and child in there. That's a good one. Yeah, it really is. And I've, I've really always thought about that. And, you know, used to like before you came along, I was kind of in that mindset that this is all about Tucker and I, it took me forever to date. And I think honestly, my dad was the one that kind of weirdly brought brought that to my attention. Like of all people, my dad told me, you know, Hey, you've, you know, you've got to get out. You've got to, you know, meet people. You've got to date. He said, because if you don't and you sit here and it's just you and Tucker for the rest of your life. And then all of a sudden you do meet somebody that's going to affect him. He said, and you can't let your kid interfere with your relationship. And he wasn't wrong. I mean, he's not. And I mean, I've, we've never let that interfere with us. So no, I mean, we, we, you know, we do what we have to do to Mm -hmm. make sure everybody's taken care of and everything. But, you know, we know that if we need a date night, absolutely, we make a date night and it's a little bit more difficult now with a one year old, Mm -hmm. but you know, we still find ways. Yeah. We still find ways to make that happen. You know, making being together a priority. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and one of the ways that we get to be together and, and one of the things that we enjoy is uh, serving at our local church. And we are extremely blessed to be able to serve um, at our church and to be able to serve under the leadership that we have. And not only that, but also we have the hearts and the ability 
to serve other local churches in the area if they're having events or outreach events or anything like that. And serving in church is actually what brought us together. Mm -hmm. Another one of the things, aside from doing things together has a cost, you know, date nights cost money. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that, <laughs> that depending on where you go, they might cost a whole lot for very oh, little. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, one of the things that, that people tend to struggle with a lot is stewardship and, you know, financial discipline is a struggle for me uh, as mm-hmm. we well know. But I'm super thankful that I have you to help keep me in line. You have me and yeah. I, I have Dave Ramsey. So. Yeah. Good old yeah. Dave Ramsey. Yeah. Good old Dave Ramsey. I try. Yeah, we I try. try. I try to throw him I in like there once in a while. I like Dave. Yeah. I like listening to Dave. It's tough though. It's, it's hard to apply some of his principles because some of it, it's like you almost have to be at a certain point. I, I don't feel like there's some of the things that he says that you can just jump into and do but again you gotta be a gazelle you gazelle gotta be a mode. Sale. you a gotta gazelle be a gazelle mode. Mode. yes i'm a peacock you gotta let me fly or whatever <laughs> they say on that show um, <laughs> let's, let's get back to business yeah, here uh, another piece of scripture for you all because we're just full of it this time but this is a good one for me and this is another one that a lot of leaders in my life and everything have told me and that's matthew six twenty one. it says where your treasure is your heart will be also you have to understand that it is impossible to have a relationship that jesus is in the center of if you're not investing in what he's doing around you what about times in life it's just busy you know we all have kids we have jobs we get home from work we have to cook dinner do laundry well you cook dinner you do laundry yes um and life does get crazy sometimes and it's just it's tough but the next step in having a christ-centered marriage is think about the lord just all throughout the day make a point to think about him and give him praise throughout the day instead of being frustrated at work thank him for the job you have thank him for the family that you're cooking dinner for and something else that i've kind of always tried to start telling myself when you think about you know hey i have to get up and i have to go to work no like you get to get up you get to go to work i get to go and with me being in nursing like i get to help my patients i don't have to do that i get to like that's something that I should enjoy. You should enjoy doing what you do. Yeah. You know, we know that when it comes to, you know, doing dishes after dinner or most of the time, even while we're cooking dinner, mm-hmm. we've usually got some music going or obviously being a podcast host, I'm real big on podcasts as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm usually always listening to something and and I listen to a wide variety of things. I mean, everything from Stephen Furtick to Joe Rogan, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, we're, we're yeah. keeping it humble, yeah, you know, yeah. but um, unfiltered. it is unfiltered. We always try to have something positive in mm-hmm. our ears, you know, and and so even even while we're in the midst of doing something and we're tired and all we want to do is go to bed, we still try to keep that positivity around. And sometimes it's not so positive. We disagree on things at times. Oh yeah, but you know we'll we'll get into some of this a little bit, but. One of the things here is if we have learned that if you're having a disagreement with your partner, you have to find a way to look at it from a different light. And a lot of times we'll bring something up and then we'll kind of separate, you know, Mm -hmm. and we'll give it some time and give it some thought because we don't really just want to nosedive into this if it's going to start an argument. But we have to look at how does God want to use this situation to make me better and Take some time away and make sure that your response is something that would be like Christ, as they say, you know, with the old popular, what would Jesus do? One of the things that we've made it a point to do and that we both really love is that we don't discuss 
our disagreements, we, we, we keep our disagreements private. Mm-hmm. We, we don't discuss financial things or we don't have big disagreements in front of our children or in, in front of our friends. Right. You know, that's just things that we are working through. And those are things that we don't need them involved because honestly, the more people that get involved, you're going to have opinions and input. And mm-hmm. it, 90% of the time, it's things you're not going to need. Right. And a lot of times that's what I was going to say to you, kind of back to, you know, surrounding who you surround yourself with. And it's, you know, that goes along with that too. In marriage, you need to always be sure because you're, you're going to have times where, you know, you, you do need someone like an outside perspective to talk to, but you also have to surround yourself with other godly people, because if you're not, you can't go to, to people that are just going to give you bad advice. Like you yeah. have to go for godly counsel. You have to seek that. And especially if, if you're looking for the right advice. And I'm not saying that, that you're just not going to give good advice, but like you just, you're not going to get the right yeah what you need yeah, exactly. all the time, you know? Yeah. So you just kind of have to surround yourself with the yeah. right people. You wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't go to a mechanic for, a plumbing you know, problem. A plumbing problem. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, in that, you know, we, we have to learn how to use our disagreements as an opportunity to change and learn more about your partner mm-hmm. um, instead of using them as an opportunity to place blame on one another, which we see all the time. It's it always ends up with this. He said, she said, or it's his fault or her fault and mm-hmm. and all that stuff. That's not going to bring any kind of positivity out of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're, you're not going to gain any ground when you're pointing fingers at each other. Right. But one of the last things that we think is crucial for the Christ-centered marriage is uh, sort of what we touched on a little bit earlier, and that's maintaining spiritual discipline. You know, we know a lot of people that say they have a prayer life and all that, but l- let's be honest here. How often do people pray? Most people pray when they are in a time of need mm-hmm. or a time of want, or, you know, they've exhausted every resource they have. And then it's like, oh, well, I can pray about it. What we have to realize is that prayer isn't just asking for help. And and, and yes, you are asking for God's help, but it's also just a heart to heart conversation between you and God. Mm-hmm. You know, and truth be known, God already knows what you're going through. He knew you were going to go through it before it even started. But it's just taking that moment of time to to speak with him and let him know your heart and what you're feeling and, and just giving him that opportunity to step in and take control of your situation some things you can do. Maybe, you know, you and your partner, you could start a Bible reading plan or attend a couple small group if your church offers them. I know ours do. I think they're actually getting ready to start those. It should be starting pretty, up soon. Pretty yeah. soon. Yeah. And you know, then there's unlimited access to God's word in today's world. Thanks to apps like version, apps like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you know, and most importantly, don't just pray for your partner, pray with your partner. And if you make Jesus priority, you'll come to find that spending time in his presence will quickly become one of your favorite parts of your day. Yeah. And, you know, we, we want to tell you guys this stuff. We didn't start a podcast because we've got everything figured out. Um, (laughs) Not at (laughs) all. You know, this is, this is one of the things that we enjoy. Like she said, starting a Bible reading plan, attending small groups, start a podcast. Well, and I mean, I think even doing these podcasts, I think we kind of learn things as we go too. I mean, just even discussing, you know, topics and things that we're going to talk about and things that we could reach out to people about. Like we learn 
every day just talking about this stuff. So it's not, I mean, we definitely don't have our lives in order. (laughs) Oh, definitely not. (laughs) I promise we don't. I promise. Definitely not. I mean, so, um, you know, like I said, just because we're doing a podcast mm -mm. doesn't mean that, that we've got everything figured out. We've said this since day one. We just want to use this platform as an opportunity to share advice that we've received or talk about things that we've learned over the years from people and, you know, just help people out. That's, that's really what we're wanting to do Mm -hmm. here. Uh, you know, the three points we gave you, I'm not telling you that if you follow these three points that, you know, all of a sudden life's going to change, your marriage is going to get better overnight and all that. This, these things take time, Yep. you know, and even a spiritual discipline, even a, a Bible reading plan, you may get behind a day or two. If you get just, behind, just start start right back up again. Pick it back pick up it where right you left off and keep going on. So mm-hmm. uh, that's what we've got for this episode. You know, what's love got to do with it? What's God got to do with it in your marriage? Hopefully it's everything. Hopefully he's the focal point of your mm-hmm. marriage. Hopefully that, you know, anything that we do together, hopefully it's something that we can do to bring glory. Yes, we do want to help people. We we do all the time already. Anyway, we talk with people all the time who are going through difficult situations, and it's it's kind of funny. But thankfully, we've been through some things, mm-hmm. so we know how to talk to people when something's going on. But I think it's also helped us to be able to talk through our problems and work them out too. Just being through the things that we've been through. Absolutely. Just yeah, you know, we go through things, mm-hmm. and we I just like it when we kind of look at each other and we're like. This is going to be a good podcast yeah. episode. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a good episode, man. It sure was, man. 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 We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Unfiltered Faith Podcast with Marty and Molly. And don't forget to like and follow our Facebook page. And we are proud to announce that the Unfiltered Faith Podcast with Marty and Molly is now available on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the iHeartRadio app. As always, we thank you for listening. 